0: Hello, beautiful people. You have tuned in to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie. Real contents, real talk. I have an excellent subject for you today, but first let me give you the backstory briefly. I have spent the better part of my life not being in a state of emotional equilibrium because that's the subject for today's podcast. Meaning I have been in a state of emotional imbalance for the better part of my life up until I started practicing yoga and meditation, primarily meditation, more so than anything else. I didn't have a better sense of who I was. I wasn't managing my emotional output. I overreacted most of the time to a lot of things. I jumped to conclusions. I worried and projected out into the future, which then had an impact on the present moment. I wasn't thinking clearly, I wasn't using my critical thinking skills. I had a hard time balancing those two things. In fact, there was no balance. It was just pure emotional output without checking it, without a checks and balance system put into place. Why is that important? Because emotional equilibrium lends itself to emotional intelligence, not the other way around in my view having an equilibrium will then pave the way for intelligence for emotional intelligence but emotional equilibrium is finding that that sweet spot within our own mood and mind and heart and feeling and what that means is we understand what we're going through we we accept We are feeling our way through it. We're allowing ourselves to be present with those things. And so therefore, allow me to read the Psychological, I'm sorry, the Psychology Today article. The definition of what they suggest is emotional equilibrium. Emotional equilibrium occurs when we allow ourselves to be present with whatever feelings come up without suppressing them or being suffocated by them. And learning to be the observer and observe and accept them without judging them or ourselves. Excellent condensed definition of emotional equilibrium. Couldn't have said it better myself. But there are things that affect our emotional equilibrium at a physiological level, at a physical level. When we talk about emotional equilibrium we have to include the brain because that's the biggest component that is what we're talking about our emotions stem from how our brain perceives things how we perceive things and there are chemical processes neurotransmitters chemical messengers synapses all these aspects that make our brain do different things we can't ignore that and so what we eat what we breathe in what we consume, what we think from a psychological perspective, what we take in through our eyes, what we take in through our ears, the people we spend time around, the situations we are immersed in, all of those things have a direct impact on our emotional equilibrium. So, if you're eating too much junk food, for example, that's going to have an effect on our brain chemistry. If you're indulging in too many substances, such as alcohol, smoking cigarettes, other types of drugs that are harmful to the body, those are going to have an effect on our neurotransmitters. Not getting enough sleep, not exercising, those things have an effect on our immunity, which therefore also has an effect on our neurotransmitters, which which then have an impact on our emotional equilibrium. See, these are the dots that we are connecting. We need to have a better diet. We need to get sleep. We need to move, exercise. We need to stop looking at the news. We need to stop filling our eyeballs with negative imagery and traumas and... Disturbances because that exacerbates anxiety and depression. And if we already have, if we already struggle with those things, watching the news will only make them flare up even further. And that's counterproductive. We don't want to do that. It totally does not support emotional equilibrium. Similarly, if you're spending a lot of time around people that complain a lot, that really have a lot of negative uh, output going on in the conversation that see the world in such a negative way and perceive the world and themselves in a negative way. There's a lot of negativity, swirling around that you're, you're ingesting through your eyes and ears and just from an energy perspective. So even that has an effect on your emotional equilibrium. So I'm not saying cut those people off, of course not. But you might need to check how much time you spend engaging with those people just so that you're not negatively impacted by their negativity right you don't want their drama to become your drama and that's what happens in certain circumstances and situations like that unbeknownst to them what else do we have here um Not, you know, not engaging in activities that are going to diminish your emotional equilibrium, getting in into heated arguments unnecessarily, getting into unnecessary debates about things that you might not even be able to immediately control, finding yourself in scenarios and situations that are going to elevate your stress levels that if you choose to move out of those circumstances that your stress levels will start to lower. Now, if it's work-related, you have to manage that as best as you can because we can't just ditch our responsibility and leave our job. I guess you could do that, but I'm not suggesting that at all. What I'm suggesting to you is being able to look at the situation as objectively as you possibly can do in the moment no matter how charged you might be feeling, and, and start to see things at its simplest level, at its simplest, smallest, basic form, and then dealing with that. Rather than trying to attack the macro of a situation, maybe latch on to more of the micro aspects that you can really have an effect on positively. That is what will contribute to your emotional equilibrium. So in the totality of our mood, and the totality of how we feel, and our overall emotional output, what we eat, what we breathe in, what we look at, who we're around, where we are located, what situations we are in, all have a, an, an impact and an effect on our overall emotional equilibrium, which then lends itself to elevating and enhancing our emotional intelligence because we can't have one without the other truthfully can't have one without the other so in order to really tune into our emotional intelligence making it more really tweaking some of the nuances regarding how we can enhance ourselves at every level emotionally we need to create a baseline of our emotional output which is meeting ourselves where we are and creating this equilibrium that we can adhere to on a day-to-day basis but we have to really check and balance our activities on a day to day. We don't want to do things unconsciously. We don't want to do things without thinking things through. We don't want to do things in a blind fury because then we are not taking the necessary stock that we need to take in order to know that we are in the best place possible within our own emotional state, within our own mind and in our physical body. So when we think about who we're around, what we're doing, how we are communicating, how we are engaging with others, how we are doing our work, what we are eating, our exercise, our quality of sleep, our activities, all of that will matter in the long run and will all have an effect on our emotional equilibrium. So if we fine-tune all of those things, we'll be a powerhouse. We'll be a powerhouse of emotional stability and then we can start to get into the minutiae of emotional intelligence on the next podcast, which I'm very much looking forward to sharing with you for things that I have learned along the way during my journey of self-healing and self-care, which started with meditation. In fact, that can be part of your self-care practice. Incorporating meditation and deep breathing practices greatly reduce stress levels and enhance emotional equilibrium as well as emotional intelligence. With that said, thank you for tuning in to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie. Real content, real talk.